Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, we forget to cover Spurs in our EPL roundup, forget to praise the Tyrone Mir signing, and forget to tell you why we didn't have an episode last week, which you hopefully realized. We've always fake shilled stuff on this podcast, but I think it's time I real shilled something real quick. Which is that I am going to have a room open in my house starting January 31st, and rent is 800 bucks. Uh, you have to pay utilities, which can be about $75 for a share. But the best thing about this whole situation is you live with me. You get to watch the podcast be recorded, something Michael Shields has never made use of as a privilege that he has. First off, when you started this, I couldn't tell if you said fake shields or fake shield. Fake shield. Is shields real? Sh- be shields, honest. Shields is... I don't know if I've ever seen him in the flesh. You've seen him like while we record, he's walked up. Who did you think that that dude was? Like decked out in complete Minnesota United gear. There was a zipper on like the back of his neck. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Well, I'm just going to put Wrong segment, guys. Wrong segment. I'm going to put my hood up so you can't tell that we're all lizard people. But, um... Well, what? But for real, folks, what? if you or someone else knows someone who's tidy and neat and would love to rent a room very close to the new Minnesota United Stadium, four blocks on the light rail, please let me know. DM at TW United fans. And I think that's the first, like, actual real endorsement that I've ever had. I mean, it's my own, but still. Are we sponsored by your <laughs> your open room? I mean, yeah, me, me having... Uh, more more funds available does does mean good things to this podcast. For example, I get to keep the house and we have a place to record. We are already way off topic. Yeah. Are we ever on topic though? That's really the question. That's is really it? the question. Are we just a miscategorized podcast <laughs> about the lives of three guys? I'm just saying. <laughs> we could have behind the scenes podcasts. We should. We should we should have that live show that we've been talking about for a long time. I think Dave's I know is down to do it. So if we can find a large enough space to have like the Or a small people, enough space. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just be so honest. Myself scene doesn't go down. So it's like Taylor, Casey, and then like <laughs> my imaginary girlfriend all over here. So You actually implied that Casey would deign to show up to one of these things. Oh it sure would depend enough. on the night for Taylor, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all I'm saying is I want to get together with Dave Martin and Dave Zeller and Record a podcast, just the five of us. So we can do that here. Yeah, or we can go to Fitzgerald's where they are. We don't do that too. Do that too. I mean, I'm I just, do like Fitzgerald's. It is a nice place. I just <laughs> like it as a salt cellar as well. But um, did you guys get anything fun over Christmas? Yeah, uh, my wife got me uh, noise canceling headphones, which are great at work. Oh, that's what he's been wearing the whole time we've been talking to him. He's like, ah, oh, so much better. <laughs> I know, I you know. vinyl record and a few books that I've been reading. So. Did your dad listen to my recommendation? He didn't. Well, oh. by that, we had our Christmas a week before that. Oh, okay. So he'd already given me my diffs. And I did get a vinyl from him, but it wasn't the one you suggested. Got it. You should still listen to it. I'm telling right, you. I will. Yeah. You got anything? Um... One of my coworkers bought me the level 10 hot sauce on the YouTube show Hot Ones. Have you ever seen that? No. I've seen the thumbnail for it. A few okay. Times. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen them eat. It's it's the two like Scandinavian guys, right? No, no. Um, oh, so okay. this is um, just a, a kind of a foodie host 
um, who then has his celebrity guests eat progressively the hot chicken wings with him. Oh, right. I've seen that. Yeah. So and the celebrities usually on like Charlie Day was on one. I think Open My Doodle was on another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite episodes from them. Uh, Kyle Kinane, he was excellent on them, even though <laughs> he had to eat um, vegan chicken wings because gout. Anywho, so this uh, level 10 hot sauce that they made, um, it's called the last dab after the extra dab of sauce that you... No. No, not. <laughs> not that both, kind of dab. Caleb and I both just synchronized dab. It was great. Paul Pod would, would be proud. All right, keep going. So, um, so this is basically, I think it's like a 95% just mash of... The latest pepper from the guy that developed the Carolina Reaper, mm-hmm. oh, which sounds... um, the Carolina Reaper comes in at about 1.8 million Scoville units. Um, for reference, a jalapeno is about 20,000. Mm-hmm. Um, pepper X, as it's called, um, comes in at 3 million. Also unofficially and in the wheelchair, Pepper X. <laughs> 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 I I so so just for, for reference, I got all the Bond movies for myself, and that was pretty nice. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna watch uh, Skyfall later again. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds it's, good. Skyfall's um, really good. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Skyfall, that's what happened to us last year, pretty much through the entire MLS season. Minnesota United sky was falling all the time. I, I, I hashtag panic actually i should have gone for that we all think the sky is falling because we haven't had any signings god i'm such an idiot we should just end this podcast and just leave people with six minutes of us talking about <laughs> christmas presents and next week starts a new podcast we just talk about our lives for <laughs> more than six minutes i would love to talk about that for hours with you guys but by the way football weekly recorded an episode on christmas eve where they compl- they get progressively blasted through the entire show they're drinking like aquavit whiskey and beer seriously listen to this they are getting like noticeably drunker as the episode goes on and it's hilarious again this mythical live show that we're doing right we need to do it like that that should be one of our things we just take a shot every time we do something yeah so hey if you have a space (laughs) that we can do a live show let us know and we're dead right with that we should move into our first segment of this show which we call loon monitoring in the loon monitoring segment we talk about minnesota united fc our loons who haven't signed anyone since the last time we talked to you. No, wait, they signed one guy. That's right. I, I just Tyrone Mears, everybody. The, hum- the human shrug emoji, as Wes calls him, and <laughs> who I entirely forgot about. Which is kind of fitting. Right. Yeah. It's really fitting. Um, Are we excited I mean, about Tyrone Mears? No, but he's no. A, not a bad signing. I feel like people jumped on this like, this is terrible. I've said it once, I've said it a bunch of times. MLS fullbacks, MLS quality fullbacks are hard to find. Yeah, and this is a cheap MLS fullback who's going to add depth to that position. Stop, full stop. Let me put on my Jamie Calm Kinder hat and try to tell you why this guy is the greatest thing ever. He uh, won the <coughs> MLS Cup with Seattle two years ago. He is an MLS quality fullback. You already said that. I did. Um, He's younger yeah. than thirty-five. Not but when he, won't. he starts the season. Yeah. Oh. No, you're supposed to have the cap on, man. You can't yeah, say that. I, it's yeah. true. It's true. He's currently younger than 35. Exactly. That, that, I'll <laughs> take that. Okay, so so he is depth. We need depth. 
Yeah. Hooray. And the thing is, we need depth, but we also need first team quality, which is kind of frustrating for fans to see our two signings so far not be that at all. Hey, who who are you to besmirch the tremendous reputation of Harrison Heath right there? Uh, you take that back. Take it back, Alex Schiefer Decker. Yeah, he was the prince that was promised. <laughs> Just pull off my a mask. I'm actually Alex Schiefer Decker. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is the fifty five one podcast, and you've been punked. What? No. Um, um something, something bike lanes. Anywho, um, <laughs> wow, it's like Sheep is right there. He's right there. So allow me to be the anti-sheaf yet again. Um, we really need to get some perspective about making moves that are the 30th spot on the roster and 27th spot on the roster. Like, I get that it hasn't happened yet, but every single MLS team will make a move like Tyrone Mears this offseason. And if they don't, chances are they're not doing their jobs correctly. <laughs> Counterpoint, they're all doing other things right now than filling that roster Okay, spot. fine. They're and it's also very frustrating doing to watch those them things. do so. It's like watching an ex-girlfriend being like, oh, I'm so happy with this new guy. He's a, he's a, it's my new DP. And we're like, we don't have any. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to die I don't... alone in last place. But still in front of Colorado somehow. I actually uh, am friends with some people who are Atlanta United fans. And it is literally like looking at an ex's Instagram feed when I look at their feeds. And they're like, oh, look at this. I got a photo with blah, blah, blah. And our new signing, Darling Nagby's here. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> How about this? Don't think of your exes and DPing. Let's move on to okay, the... Yeah, um, and speaking of drinking seat, and while watching uh, Edstro friends' Twitter feeds or Instagram feeds... First home match is on St. Patrick's Day, and I, for one, <laughs> am going to be fucking hammered. Same here. We are in three opening matches, in home matches, including our own. We're also, I believe, a season opener is where? At San Portland. Jose. No, San Jose oh. is the season opener. Then we are now. the home opener for Portland. At their new-ish stadium? Uh, redeveloped yeah. Providence Park. New and improved. And Providence it's Park. the day after my birthday. Yay. Yay. So, Yay. so you're going back to Portland? I'm I'm highly considering it. Highly, <laughs> I highly, highly considering it. Well, you also probably want a visit to Portland you can remember, so. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay, uh, Sasha Kleschen is rumored to be negotiating with Minnesota. Then again, it was rumored that that was a negotiating tactic by the Red Bulls to get LAFC to bump their bid up. So, who knows if we get the stash here. Here, I know we don't. I'd just be happy to have Sasha Kleschen's stash here. I would love a, Sasha Kleschen's stash here, but it's not going to happen. There's a slim chance where they use this to try... They, Red Bulls use this to try and bump up LA's... Uh, they're asking much for LA. LA says no, and then we're all that's left. Okay. There's no chance that that... I yeah, really that, hope that, that we are the Red Bull sloppy seconds there. That would okay. be... That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Some quick news bullets. The Loons have added under 11 and under 15 teams for 2018. We also signed a goalkeeping coach, John Pascarella. Anyone want to talk about this guy? Former head coach of the Des Moines Menace, I believe. La, 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 la. Formerly. No, no, no. Formerly a goalkeeping coach of Sporting Kansas City. Including okay, when fine. they won the MLS Cup. Just, so, uh, good. If yeah, you yeah. mutter the words Des Moines Menace nope. one more time. Is this because... Oh, yeah, because we lost them all those times. Is that? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I like them. It that's hurts, man. They, they're the it ones hurts. Who, who brought Brent up. So, you know. Hopefully, he won't leave midseason under questionable circumstances. That will never be, <laughs> uh, be known by people outside the front office. True. Uh, okay, speaking of things that will never be known out of the front office, let's go right to the top, which is um, in our segment we call Major Listing Service. We talk about Major League Soccer and their opaque front offices. First of all, Nashville has a MLS expansion team. Hooray. Um, I mean, this is our excited face. I, for one, am very excited for legit hot chicken, even though I live like four miles from Revival. Yeah, Revival's pretty good, but Nashville's a real deal. It's Music been. City. It's a TV show uh, on what, any uh, Nashville? I thought it was it? ABC originally. Is it? It's I fallen. I have no idea. I'm it's not fallen. anything about country yeah. music. I'm sorry. Sorry, anyone who likes country music. Just TV it's, shows it's about just it. It's not good. Okay. I, I, hey, I didn't say that. That was Caleb. Come okay. at me. Okay. Come at me, well, country trolls. Nashville, the TV show, has an MLS expansion team now, and we don't know when they're going to play. We don't know what they're going to be called. We don't know, well, much of anything except that they're there, and there isn't another. They don't have a buddy yet. Do you think they'll start looking for players now, or when they have the official announcement at some random stadium in Hashtag Nashville? soft launch. <laughs> but, so... There were three other finalists announced for MLS expansion spots. Sacramento, Cincinnati, Detroit. Pretty Austin's not on there. Right. Hey, hey. Um, funny story. At the national announcement, Don Garber speaking said that uh, Columbus should look at Sacramento, Cincinnati, Nashville, and Detroit for an example of how to do things. And I was like, maybe Austin should, having a successful lower leagues team in all of those cities before they get an MLS expansion spot. I don't yeah. know. This is me, though. Rip Aztecs. Right. But... Um, Sacramento, everyone thought was a lock and they were going to be the first team announced. No announcement. In fact, major upheaval in their ownership were two major part owners of the Sacramento Republic leaving. MLS saying that it, in rumors, or I should say they can't, sources have told journalists that the issue is that they need deeper pockets at Sacramento before they can be given an expansion spot. Given that they had Meg Whitman from eBay on that bid, I, I can't imagine that the issue is deep pockets unless... Right, yeah. Like, if it's if it's just the deep pockets thing, they would have done everything possible to keep Whitman on that bid. I have to imagine that there's something else going on. With this turmoil in Sacramento, it's like less and less likely that they'll get it, even though I, I would have chosen them to get it just as... They have a great name and their badge is cool, but uh, they're also F-C- drawing twenty thousand people. Yeah, to think, yeah. Game. right. I think <laughs> I think MC Cincinnati is honestly going to be the next one to partner with Nashville, which is a shame because that makes the move from Columbus to Austin more and more likely. Unfortunately, I, I which is, is dumb. This is my pancake, is dumb. hot take for the week, which is that if Sacramento doesn't get it under whatever ownership, it is a freaking travesty. Because I'm sorry, you cannot have that kind of support that kind of local atmosphere at your games and not be given a chance to move up. It, it, I said the same thing when it was Minnesota's turn to go up, and I'm going to say the same thing about Sacramento. I don't care if Kevin Nagel, the guy who's rumored to be a little bit of a clown show owner, is is a funny man. He's run a team successfully, or he's at least part-owned a team successfully for three years. Just they, they have to be the next people's chosen. If they're not, it is... 
it is a freaking travesty. Also, how must it have felt to be one of those people who was at the one of those rallies welcoming those cringy rallies welcoming Don Garber to Sacramento, and then hearing that oh you're after after three years of like Sacramento is it ready for MLS hashtag built for MLS whatever, you know being sold MLS priority numbers. Be, be hearing on that morning the national announced that no sorry sacramento isn't lock anymore like how, how must it have felt to be one of those people at that rally that uh and reading this news honestly <laughs> yeah. over the last few years where kevin nagel has taken a bigger role in the club and all of that momentum has seemed to have died down i don't know if i'd be that surprised that's my pancake hot take right there you're welcome to it, man. But I, I, I think San Francisco, San Francisco, Sacramento's got something special, and I would like to see them in MLS, yeah, uh, regardless of ownership. And um, so, this is another reason why maybe supporters trust should have a a, a slice of the ownership. So that if an owner is a clown shoes person, they can <laughs> take some action. Who knows? Maybe they'll partner and with uh, David Beckham's uh, Miami team in 2036. Right. Yeah. Or just take pre-court and put him in you know, jail somewhere. Uh, <laughs> let's move on now to talking about some signings or possible signings. Argentina's Huracan. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> we, I think we I like how I missed the key at first and then found it like five words in. I think we've peaked. <laughs> that, that, we can't do any better than that, no. you guys. Argentina's Huracan has confirmed that the Scorpions know uh, that, they, <laughs> that they have a $6.2 million deal with the Sting! Red Bulls. Sting! Sting is back! <laughs> Not for the Sting. For a guy named Alejandro Romero Gamara, which is now one of my favorite names to say in full. Like They'll probably be like, Ale Gamara, and I'll be like, no, no, no. Alejandro Romero Gamara. Uh, which includes a 20% sell-on fee, apparently. It's a $6.2 million deal, including a 20% sell-on fee. Cool. That's, okay, great reaction I, right there. I've you guys. heard of him just within the last week. He, there's a great picture. If you, if you throw Alejandro Romero Gamara into Google, there's a great picture of him wearing what is almost certainly a fake Germany national team Adidas track jacket. Like, it looks really sketch. And that is the main image that pops up with this kid. So uh, be sure to go check it out before the Red Bull social media team gets to it and SEOs some new picture in there. We had a couple of uh, re-entry draft picks. Yeah, probably most notably, uh, turns out of our own signs with DC United from uh, Red Bull New York. Um, and then Callum Malice signs with LAFC. Um, couple, well, Callum Malice more probably going to be more of a death player. Well, turns out of our own is probably going to be expected to jump into the first team or become a super sub and produce numbers for DC United. I always imagine when I hear Gonzalo Verón that he's a kind of genetic experiment gone wrong to try and combine Juan Sebastian Verón and Gonzalo Higuain into one. Uh, that explains so much about his time at Rebels. Right. I mean, they're both Argentinian, so it could have happened. It was just, you know, the Argentinian military junta when they were kids tried to like... I mean, it could happen. These these worst things have happened in this world. So what you're saying is somewhere out there, there is a Juan Sebastian Higuain that is actually decent <laughs> at soccer. <laughs> Pretty sure Verón just got like ticket taken into ambulance and taken to a burn unit because of that that right there. Uh, should we have taken Callum Malice? MNUFC Twitter exploding. No, no. Cronin, better. I'd say even... 
Warner. Warner is on par with Malice. We don't need a light for a light. One of us. Yeah. One of Fucking us. Take that. You know what happened with Twitter. one of us? Ish Jome happened. Right. Well, not anymore. R.I.P. Well, That's why I said happened. All right, you guys. <laughs> you showed MNUFC Twitter right there. Uh, let's move on now to Quakes, the Earthquakes, signing Sweden's reigning top scorer, Magnus Eriksson, as designated polar, uh, pl- as designated p- p- player. Uh, I was going to say, he's also, besides being Sweden's reigning top scorer, Sweden's also reigning top in name right there, Magnus Eriksson. I mean... At Minnesota, we know how these Scandinavian signings go, so good luck, San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> It'll not go well. Uh, may the spirit of Demidov help you, Magnus Eriksson. Uh, RSL have signed Brooks Lennon on a permanent deal from Liverpool. He was on loan to RSL last season. That was a smart piece of business. Yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm going to say that that, along with um, Columbus bringing back our tour probably the two smartest loan pickups that you will ever find how do we feel about brooks lennon uh abandoning the epl last year and now forever i mean he wasn't playing at liverpool first squad he's in u23s mm-hmm. is yeah he was originally a product of the rsl academy right so Wow, that's okay with such a hot take right there. I'm. I mean, oh no! So this pancake was in the fridge for a long time. How right, about this? Totally he spends like three years with RSL and then goes to Europe again. Suddenly, he's a like what twenty three year old? Yeah, around there that comes to Europe. Yeah, right. Think about it like that. Dude is twenty, which is still one year older than Diego Rossi, who also signed. Uh, second year's DP player in MLS history signs with LAFC. They have two DPs to Minnesota zero. That's not really that important, but I just want to point that out again. We're going to get again. DP'd by the results, so that's where our DPs are coming from. So, Dr. Peppered? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, we are going to get Dr. Peppered so hard. Um, guess who's apparently going to come to Besiktas? This is my Euro beat. I'm sorry, that's the best I've got. That's actually pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. that's almost dead on. Kyle Learn. Yay! Hooray. Goodbye. Yeah. Don't get into any cars drunk in Turkey. I'm sure that the rules are a lot worse for you. Yeah. Uh, Colo 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 Colorado. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Although. The Rapids really missed out on a great name. Right? Colo Colo Colorado. <laughs> Come on. That would be great fucking... Like, someone NPSL has to make that team. Yeah. They, sh- they should. If there's not one now, if you're in Colorado anywhere, do that. You have, like, the greatest chant waiting for you. Colo 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 Colorado. <laughs> right there, man. That was an even worse falling off key with that voice crack. Like, what, what do you want? Look at, look at this right here. This has been here for the last 12 years, man. I can't, I can't do anything else. Anyway, Colo Colo. By the way, I just implied that I got my Adam's up on the age of 19. I can't math so good. Puberty okay. is hard, as is maths. Yeah. Um, okay, Carlos Tamona is probably going to sign with Tolo Tolo from <laughs> Atlanta. That's the news I'm trying to say to you in this in this part of the Major League Service right now. Yeah, Colo Colo are a team in Chile 
who have a really cool crest, actually. Mm -hmm. It's really freaking neat. So go buy their stuff. Let's now move into a segment we call The Pyramid Scheme, where we all make like Egyptians and cover news from the rest of the U.S. soccer permit that we haven't talked about yet. One major bit of news is that the USSF election saga drags on. Grant Wall had an expose of how Don Garber and Sunil Gulati, despite their uh, protestations, uh, apparently are campaigning for Kathy Carter. Former some SUM president Kathy Carter. And so a lot of people saying, so what if Gulati and Garber are campaigning for her? I mean, yeah, but the point is that they're saying that they aren't, but then they are. Apparently, they took the heads of a few soccer associations to a restaurant in New York, and then there was where they met Kathy Carter. Um, in all, this was the primary source for Wild's story, the head of a association called ENISA, which is Eastern New York something-something soccer association. The is meltdown a, that came after that. Is a complete moron who referred to Kathy Carter as, quote, the girl, and said something like, Hey, oh, no. she isn't just a housewife or some other ridiculously sexist stuff. He then had a meltdown on Twitter. I can only assume he's the one controlling the Twitter because their Twitter account is blocking anyone asking them legitimate questions. They were insulting Grant Wall. No, you're not a journalist. You're not a journalist. It's just a complete shit show. This is the state of the United States Soccer Federation president election, guys. In other shit show USSF election news, um, Hope Solo did make it onto the ballot. Good for her. We'll see what happens on the, the the rounds of the election here. All I will say is, in response to the fact, why is it wrong for Gulati and Garber to campaign for... It's not wrong, it's just that we know where their vision of the Federation takes us, which is where we are, where MLS reigns supreme and there isn't any attention being paid to the other leagues... Is a very laissez-faire approach to the rest of U.S. soccer, and then our national team doesn't qualify for the World Cup. So we need some change. So the fact that they're campaigning for somebody, it's not wrong per se. It just means that that candidate might not be best for the goals that a lot of us have for this federation, which is to make soccer as a sport in America stronger and to make our national team the best possible version of itself. Made American soccer great again. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Don't say that. Made American soccer great for the first time. No, just don't don't go with the whole make what it's, make X Y Z. Make X Y Z. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of nothing, let's move on to the segment <laughs> that we call the sewer, where we talk about our Ninja Turtles, the national teams, the NTs. First up, a heartwarming story from Philadelphia. Yeah, um, Christian Pulisic sent out a message on, I believe it was it was Christmas Eve that it happened, um, basically asking for someone to drive from uh, his hometown to Washington, D.C. with his dog. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Indeed. And it happened. And it was adorable. Oh, my God. Dog. Yeah, it was, it was a very good feel-good story. Still no word on the January camp for U.S. soccer, but the U.S. Soccer Players of the Year were announced in the greatest consolation prize ever awarded in the history <laughs> of whatever, which is uh, the men's national team player was uh, literally messy, Christian Pulisic, with his dog, also elected Dog of the Year Apparently, in the election was not <laughs> unanimous. I mean, like I said, Does... biggest consolation <laughs> prize ever. I bet uh, Bob Bradley has a, a vote. He voted for his son. Probably. Probably. 
Uh, the youth national team police player was uh, Josh Sargent, the next Pulisic, who I now call Josh Soft Sargent because he was promoted. And the uh, women's <laughs> national team player of the year was Julie Ertz, 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 Ertz. Insert Eurobeat here, then come to Besiktas. Okay. And then the... Uh, para- um, I believe they officially call it the um, Disabled Player of the Year, which okay. I think is kind of was- weird. Right, actually, I, I was gonna say it. I didn't, I didn't see the PNT designation when I saw the award. Yeah, you know, um, yeah they used disabled player of the year. Yeah, I mean it's it's through USA Paralympics as well as right. US Soccer. So the Paralympi- Paralympian national team player of the year was Sean Boyle, who <laughs> he's is one of our own. I was gonna say Susan Boyle's uh, brother, no. the, the lady from no. the, the opera singer from no. the UK no. with the curly no. hair. He's got a great voice too. You should hear him sing <laughs> um, <laughs> all right with that let's take a quick breaks and then we'll be back with y'all hearing us sing about soccer around the rest of the world If you guys could get a complete series of movies on Blu-ray that you don't already have, which one would it be? Which would be a next one? Um, okay, I've got you on the spot. Why don't yeah, I go first? I, I, uh, yeah, you go first, please. I mean, I got James Bond. That was going to be the first one. The one before that would have been Star Trek. I have those as well. The Bourne movies. I love all of them. Even the one the without Jason Bourne that everyone was like, meh. I was like, yeah, that's still fun. Really? Really? Oh, it was terrible. I thought it was all right. Oh, no. I really like the Bourne movies, man. What can I say? And Julia Stiles in them, the part where she gets together with Bond. So cute. And then she dies. It sucks. Sorry, spoiler. But you should have watched <laughs> them all already. So, okay, it, which one would you go for? Oh, man. I mean, I gotta go with the Harry Potter movies, honestly. You like them? I love the Harry Potter movies. I would watch those just on a loop. Okay, I Which just, is what I do pretty much every single holiday that it's on Freeform or HBO. <laughs> I I just started listening to the Harry Potter books. I'm about a quarter of the way through the first one. Have you never like, read them before? No. Oh, my God. So, literally, everybody that I have talked to, though, about, like, hey, guys, I'm finally listening to Harry Potter. Like, you've been telling me for my entire freaking life that I've known you. Uh, when, when I say that to them, they say, hey... They're better than the movies. The the books are. So I'm surprised to hear a contrary opinion. It, it doesn't are. change the fact that the, the movies, movies are, are good. still good. The sixth one is terrible, but everyone else is pretty good. Okay. Is, is the sixth book also not so great? No, the sixth book is one of my favorites, I think. Which was which made the sixth movie that much more disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, to do with Colin, I think we only have the eighth movie on Blu-ray. Knowing you two, I'm surprised about that. Oh, we have... We have two copies of each. <laughs> but No, but that means you already own it. What do you not have? Like Lord I'm, of the Rings, the Evil Dead movies? I, I have Lord of the Rings. I'm, I have a, Nerd. I have over 300 movies. Gosh. Nerd. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have a ton of DVDs and Blu-ray. And people are like, why do you, why do you buy your, all these movies still? Don't you just put them on digital? It's not the same. And someday, it's not the same. Someday... This annoying podcast host on the pod I'm on is going to ask me, hey, which movie would you get? And I'm going to have all of them. Yeah. And I not have an I, answer to this question. I don't know, man. I I would say it was not really a series, but all the Disney movies. 
on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Like, they go into the I, vault I have, every now and, and, and Blu-ray, I, all I have is, I think, are Frozen, Brave, and that, that might be it. Tangled. But I would do, like, Lion King, and that's, that's the best one, Hercules. Hunchback of Notre Dame is so underrated. I think you need to be a man and pick them up. Mulan? Of course I would. Oh, did that one too? Yeah. All right, let's Mulan onto the soccer. <laughs> a good transition. We did it. <laughs> he said Mulan and then said onto. I'm sorry. That does not count. By the standards of this episode, it does. There you go. Exactly. First segment that we have to now go into is uh, actually not a segment at all. It's an airplane. We fly over to England and we talk about uh, English soccer in a segment we call The Pub. This week, we're going to a pub called The Born Presumption. The presumption in question being that Manchester City are going to win the title. Are we going to copyright for the actual name of the fifth Born movie? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just get like a lot of royalties for coming up with it first and i'll go file the trademark right now please guys. do but remember a few weeks ago and we were like man city could be champions but hey it's not even christmas yet well it's christmas now they're doing really freaking well they're gonna win the championship let's be honest i mean the premier league the championship is probably gonna go to bristol city honestly Wolves. at this point manchester city are good enough that they could win both the premiership and the championship <laughs> like just, just give give them both um so, okay. Dear God, they're good. Guard, is this Guardiola or is it spending? I think it's Guardiola. He's, I mean, you can spend all you want, but you have to, and young players and good top quality players, but he's made them better. Wait, wait, wait. Un- underneath that statement is a C reference section two, Roman numeral three, A five. Let me turn to that page. Oh yeah, it says Jose Mourinho at Manchester United. Yeah, he buys lots of players. He doesn't make them better. Yeah, um, I think if if they hadn't only dropped two points at Christmas, you could kind of say spending. But given the fact that the entire Premier League is spending money and largely buying the same types of players that Man City are buying, aside maybe from Aguero, who's been there for so long... They don't necessarily have the even a top three guy in every single position. It's that perhaps got them playing exactly the role that they are made to play at the highest level. Yes, but I would argue that Kevin De Bruyne is the best uh, central attacking midfielder in the world at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. Also have David Silva playing out of his and mind. Raheem Sterling who. Is scoring goals with his face and not on purpose and yeah, but again, these guys ben, have, have have come up with Guardiola. They yeah. have improved significantly. Yeah, exactly. In like John Stones is playing out of his mind. It's insane. He's making English players play well in the Premier League. I think Guardiola is what everyone thinks Jose Mourinho or used to think Jose Mourinho was. And wouldn't give Guardiola that kind of credit. Guardiola was actually that like superstar coach. Now the question to me is if how long he stays with City. Uh, this was I think mentioned in one of the other football podcasts that I listened to is that the man has a very intensive coaching style, which is why after every other job he's had, he's had to take a break. Um, he he burns out after three years. That's precisely that's exactly how it works. Speaking of but, burning out. At all, uh, let's talk about Jose Mourinho. Has the man lost the plot? Is he got? Is he done? Is he old news? 
Because Manchester United are now on a poor run. There were flashes of brilliance this year, but they've they've no hope of the title anymore, and they are they're misfiring significantly. He's I don't I don't know the exact number that he spent since he's been there, but it's been I would say over three hundred million for sure. Mm-hmm. He broke the uh, spending record with Podba, who's who should be at least playing like one of the best midfielders in the world. He's putting these, all these expensive players into a system when a system is not. He's trying to make them fit a system that they don't fit into. And Lukaku should be scoring more goals than he is. Prado should be playing better than he is. All these players are top quality, but I think Jose's coaching is making them. He's dragging them back a little bit. And just to recap the results, since we've last met you, they lost to Bristol City in the League Cup on a last-minute goal. They have and bookended. Uh, that game by tying Leicester and Burnley 2-2. Leicester with last-minute goal. Burnley, they did manage to come back from 2-0 down at Old Trafford, which Jose Mourinho, I believe, has done only once before. Come from 2-0 down to, to take the game back. They're still second in the league. I'm sorry they're in a bad patch of form. They're still second in the league. It's, it's probably underwhelming that they're not as competitive with Man City right now, given the amount that they've spent. I don't necessarily think that's entirely Jose's fault. I think it's that teams like his have a bad run. Hmm. Well, they are one point ahead of Chelsea at the moment, who seem to be doing okay. Uh, Let's move on, though, to talking about your two teams. Liverpool first, who thrashed Bournemouth and thrashed Swansea, but in between came up against Arsenal and almost thrashed them, but then didn't. So what's going on with Liverpool? Sometimes their defense is impregnable, and other times Arsenal breaks through. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes they're impregnable, and sometimes they're knocked the hell up. I don't know, man. I, but I turned it angry and say that our defense is terrible, which it was during that five minutes against Arsenal where they scored three goals but in previous years again five minutes and getting knocked up there you go previously in Liverpool's years they'd be tying or losing the Swansea or the Bournemouth games as well Uh, Liverpool's in fourth place in the moment some additions to the defense during January would be well appreciated and would definitely boost this team to hopefully maybe third maybe second if Jose continues his bad run. But I was saying to Colin beforehand, before we started recording, that Liverpool and Arsenal right now could trade defenses. Results for each team would be the same. It's it's insane. That game was a cracker in the parlance of the British and to watch. It was oh, incredible. I enjoy it. it was so much fun. I enjoyed the hell out of those five minutes. Although... Cracker, I think, actually does make sense in the American sense of the word, in that those five minutes for Arsenal were basically the good five minutes that you have after you smell crack. Okay. I actually, I mean, I genuinely enjoyed watching that, that entire game. And uh, the, the Lacazette goal... You can't the watch Liverpool anymore. You can't, La- you can't watch Liverpool Lacazette's anymore. No. Assist. No. I don't control the destiny of Liverpool. Did you watch the game today? You and Seller have it in your head. Did you watch the game today? No, but I watched the Bournemouth game. And we won 5-0. What? I turned it on after, like, 
Arsenal scored the five. No, I didn't. Uh, but anyway, I don't control Destiny of Liverpool Football Club. I just want you to know that. At the same time, I thought this game was incredibly fun to watch. Let's talk about the Arsenal side of it. I mean, I'm just saying, with the smart, there's fire. I'm just saying. What's, what's going on with Arsenal? Um... God, I, I think the exact same, although I think maybe it's it's less defensive issues and more just inconsistent play. The five minutes that Arsenal had were the precise definition of what Arsenal can do. They If they make all of their passes, they will tear teams to shreds. The problem is that happens in five-minute spurts every two or three games. And then beyond that, you have 70% passing rates. You have just guys not making runs. You have Ainsley Maitland-Niles playing left back for God knows what reason. Marking Mo Salah. (laughs) Define marking. (laughs) Yep. Define marking. But, I mean... I mean, honestly, it's like Arsenal, I think, are at possibly my most infuriated right now just because they can't actually put it together for a sustained 90 minutes. So are Sanchez and Ozil gone in four or five days when January starts? Um, No, it'll probably be later in the January window. Should um, Arsenal wait for it to be later, or oh, you meant later in the window? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 Sanchez is rumored to go to uh, City, right? That's, that's what, a rumor. Prevailing rumor, at least. because clearly City need anything else. Um, Ozil, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays. Not necessarily because I, I want him to as much as I also want Sanchez to say, just because they're fantastic players. But I don't necessarily think they do Ozil I think is probably more likely to out of the pair but think he wouldn't have as many suitors just because of his consistency and and also just because of the way that he plays you know he's he's not someone he's someone that if you want to dig five or six steps down then yeah you can find that Mesut Ozil is doing fantastic things for the team but on its surface, even even watching him quite a bit, it's hard to necessarily say why he's so important. You just know that he is. One player that's been suggested as a replacement for Ozil slash Sanchez in Arsenal, and it was suggested on the Football Weekly podcast, is Wilfred Zaha, who plays for Crystal Palace, who Arsenal are playing on Thursday. Watch this space. Crystal Palace have had a wonderful story of redemption. We were talking about them in the first few weeks of the season as a complete failure, sure to go down. Not so much anymore. Roy Hudson says, hold on. I have been a successful manager before I went to Liverpool and the English national team. But he said that in a Dutch accent. He did. (laughs) And he's turned them around. He's brought them up the table where they now look like a lock to stay in the Premier League. Um, No one could have imagined that. Yeah, and Wilfred Zaha has really come to his own. Um, lots of Manchester United fans kind of being really pissed off that they let him go for so cheap. Yep. Because he's arguably to be starting for Manchester United right now. He's that good. Two other redemption stories in the Premier League. West Ham United and Everton, Ooh. both of whom were laughed at for signing David Moyes and uh, Samuel Allardici. 
um, respectively. But now both teams seem to be seem to be coming back on the burn. Saying Sam Allardyce with an Italian accent actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> like it, not just in in the like okay, I'm gonna save you, but also seem flashy and continental and all that. No, it's the fact that he actually has them playing organized. And Allardyce kind of sounds like an Italian dish that Sam Allardyce would enjoy. Yeah, with, with he would enjoy seven or eight <laughs> plates of it with, with a ton of wine. Yeah, West Ham. I believe coming back from behind to tie Bournemouth three three, they've also um, had a, had a few poor results against Arsenal and Newcastle. But they'd pulled out the win against Stoke. They'd managed to tie Arsenal before that, and they'd beaten Chelsea, of course, earlier this month. So, so Moyes maybe not the big fraud we all think he he is. He was. He's, his he's, his dark room is getting a lot less use nowadays. They're building some windows. Yeah, uh, in his, <laughs> yeah. and he's he nice might a little sunlight coming in. He might turn it into a nice office or a arboretum, perhaps. So we'll we'll see what happens with those two teams. Watford sinking to the bottom with a terrible run of form, which uh, lines up actually with Troy Deeney coming out and criticizing Arsenal for not being hard enough. Uh, right after that, they start pissing the toilet and just losing. And Troy Deeney, I believe. Getting what two red card, two suspensions back to back, or something like that. Something like that. I think this Dude, uh, most recent suspension is for three games, which is not good. Dude. It almost seems like he's trying too hard. Yeah, uh, in in sad <laughs> news, we have to report on Emmanuel Ebue, which was his story was reported in the Daily Mail in an interview that he is currently completely broke, and the story that he relayed in this interview, we only get one side of the story, just. For, for for the record, he says that he allowed his wife to manage all of his finances. He would make money, you know, with Arsenal or when he was playing in Turkey and send all the money back to his wife who had everything in her name or knew where all the assets were. And then when he got divorced, the judge awarded her 100% of his assets, including the house that he currently lives in. So currently he's like penniless, has a lot of uh, debts. He's um, being threatened with eviction if he doesn't hand over the house. It seemed a little weird. Like, all of this sounds like, let's put it this way, the the worst bit of luck I've seen someone have in a long time. Not that it's not pl- possible. I'm just saying it's there's something more to this story. So, I'm not saying this as a... There's any sort of, like, dark conspiracy behind it. Because um, that's later in the podcast. Exactly. Um, it, it does also seem like, or at least from my learned in these ways points of view um i wouldn't be surprised if there's some mental health issues going on as well um he did also suffer the death of his grandfather and his brother in recent years um mentioned that it's taking him quite a bit to avoid thoughts of suicide chances seem plausible that in between you know mismanaging his money that he's also you know in some sort of destructive pattern um that might have resulted in him just not making clear decisions when he was going through a divorce so we will see how all of this pans out but uh hope he gets his life back on track because everybody deserves that there is at least a glimmer of hope um galatasaray has offered him 
the assistant coach job for their U14 program. Come to Galatasaray. No, it doesn't really. No, it really does not parse. Does not parse well. But he will apparently also be able to get his coaching badges while there. So. You know, kind of a future income for him as well. Let's hope so. Now let's move on to a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer. In brackets, some do, though. We talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. First up, Kikuda Mane has signed with Pachuca. Yeah, just signing. Hopefully, he can get his career back on track and start storing some more goals. Come to Pachuca. That does parse. That, that, that does parse. That yeah. does parse. Just, yeah. You can't do Eurobeat, though. So maybe some nice indie music. With no, so it's just guitar and yeah, just yeah. doing the Calexico could probably do something good with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they get that Kieran Callanan guy to bring in Jimmy Barnes and just scream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to Bundesliga. It was on break, so we're not going to mm. talk about it. They're on a break, like Ross and Rachel. Right, exactly. Yeah. They did post their uh, Bayern versus. RB Leipzig game from last season, which is like the nine-goal thriller, has been posted in full on YouTube. Apparently, they do this every winter Bundesliga on their official YouTube channel in the U.S. Posted posts a full game that's that has goals galore to try and lure in impressionable Americans. I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm, it's already worked. Yeah, this is the this is the alt soccer fan, our Bundesliga fans, and then they go and watch Bundesliga. And I, They're I, soccer hipsters. Yes, they are. What was that? Was that an accent of some I don't. Am I hearing an accent? That's from the Disaster Artist trailer. But anyway, uh, let's now talk about La Liga, where we had El Clasico. Which wasn't that great of a game, to be honest. You watched uh, it? No. Real lost because of you. Why did you watch the game, Caleb? Barcelona uh, won 3-0. Are you a Real Madrid fan? No, I'm then really why, not. Then why does it matter? Not. I used to be a Barcelona fan. Like, legit, I used to be a Barcelona fan. But I found them kind of insufferable in recent years for a variety of reasons. And so I don't I don't have a horse in any races anymore over there. So... Okay. But also, I used to hate Pepe. And... Um, Pepe does suck. Marcelo is one of... I hate that man. The way he just dives to the floor in a second like a butterfly lands on him. Here's a question for you. Pepe... Or Pepe the Frog, who's uglier? Oh, God. So, I Barcelona I, is I just up. like his play. I don't want to insult the man's looks. Come on, man. I mean, he does that himself. Hey-o! So, <laughs> so, with this win, Barcelona has pretty much sealed the La Liga title. Well, I... Mm, they are nine points out of second place, which is a, a lot of toe, but really, the story here is Real Madrid is, is in fourth place. 14 points behind... Um, Barcelona in first place, and I think 13 points ahead of the relegation zone, <laughs> which <laughs> is not where you want to be if you're Real freaking Madrid. What I would what I would give to see Real get relegated, Cristiano Ronaldo getting relegated would be the most beautiful. In the same year he won the Ballon d'Or, would be beautiful. <laughs> Just beautiful. Same season, I should say. Yeah. But anyway. Hashtag pro-rel for real. Um, <laughs> Valencia is in third um, on 34 points, um, despite losing 1-0 uh, to Villarreal. Going off the burn just a little bit, they were their star was running very high, so we just have to see if this current string of not-so-great results is permanent or not. I want to point out that Sevilla fired their coach, Barizo, who is getting cancer treatment. And then when they fired him, they did not remove the, you know, we are with you, Barizo, hashtag uh, picture of him that was their Twitter cover picture for quite a while. That's super awkward. Yeah. That's super awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, and Espanol has beaten Atletico Madrid 1-0. Moving along to Serie A, we had a result where Napoli beats Sampdoria 3-2. Napoli wins in spite of a red card. Keeps their top place. Uh, Juve keeps pace with a 1-0 win over Roma. And then both Milan teams lost this weekend. Sassuolo beats Inter 1-0. And AC Milan loses to Atalanta 2-0. Everyone's... Punching bag in Europe, Benevento nearly, nearly got another point, but then uh, lost to a late goal. Well, that about wraps up all the soccer news, so now it's time to turn to Colin in a segment that we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you know you've been thinking about and makes sense of it for you. Now, amid all of the the conspiracy fraught USSF election, I do want to focus a little bit on Eric Winalda, who he's come up in some of this segment, but I really do think more and more as to whether or not he isn't the Donald Trump of this election. Rather, I think Eric Winalda is the Bernie Sanders. He's the guy that is coming up with bold new ideas that will challenge the status quo probably cost way too much money to ever actually take place. Uh, But also that he's more than likely going to fall to essentially a group of superdelegates. That's right. Remember all of us getting super upset about the USSF elections? Why is it that we as the U.S. soccer community don't get a vote? Instead, why is it that these uneducated people like the Eastern New York something soccer association president. <laughs> Pretty sure their president is Donna Brazil. So. Oh my god. I mean, at first I thought that these were super delegates that were going to throw the election to the establishment candidate, but now that you mention that one of them might actually indeed be named Donna Brazil and say incredibly stupid things in print of all places? I'm telling you. Winalda is Sanders. What if the actual Hillary Clinton ends up becoming USSF president? Like, all the USSF electors are, like, feeling really bad, you know, based on everything that's happened in the last year. They're like, let's give it to Hillary. I'd be okay with it. It would be better than Calgary, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that as soon as that happens, the current American president would be like, I quit. I want to be president of the USSF now. Let's what do a it. Great Let's plan. do it. Let's do oh it. Oh, my God. So, so who knows? I got to be honest. Plan. I would be totally willing to see the entirety of U.S. soccer burn to the ground <laughs> with the management of Donald J. Trump. Instead of the United States. Okay. I Sorry, U.S. soccer. but We know what your priorities are now. Hey, I can be an Arsenal fan I mean, fully again. This will be great. All right. All Actually, right. no. No, no yeah. Fuck. <laughs> can you imagine? God damn it. On the, on the senior men's national team, Baron will be the goalkeeper and telling people to build a wall. It'll just be the whole thing. <laughs> you do realize that Baron plays for the D.C. United Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. As, as a goalkeeper. I didn't realize he was a goalkeeper. Yeah, so I thought he, he was a midfielder. He tells <laughs> other players to build a wall on free tits. Think about that. I will, I'm, I'm not going to think about You're that. You're welcome. But okay. Uh, speaking of 
thinking about things, where should people find your thoughts that you're thinking about on Twitter? I'm at Kaelson716. If you like country, come at me because it sucks. I'm at the attachment. I will live tweet the next time that I put the last dab on something. Um, I forgot to mention that uh, Nachi probably should not go in your bathroom because I put some on a uh, thing of Lefsa today. Okay. Hot right. Lefsa? Uh, it totally That's works. That's at all. No, no. It, but it's like the perfect blank slate. It's great. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you come and find me at CW United Fans, I will be able to tell you that Garth Brooks's version of um, White Christmas is actually my favorite out there. And I can't seem to find it on Google Play Music, so I'm going to have to go dig out one of my earliest MP3s, which is him singing that song. And I also like his other songs as well, so I'm not like Caleb. So come find me at CW United mm. Fans. Hot take, all Christmas music sucks. Come at me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you can find this podcast, and not sure about Christmas music, but this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. Please tell your friends to listen to us. We do appreciate having new listeners. Once again, if you want to live with me or have a friend who wants to live with me, let me know. I, I would love to hear. And if you have a place that we might be able to do a live show, ping me with that as well. Well, with that, we bid you adieu. We'll be back in 2018, guys, on the second day of New Year. What up? So, until then, goodbye.